change looking at the kingdom. Remember what I've shared just for those of you that not haven't been here, just to give a bit of a foundation. If you Jesus came to earth not just to dry down the cross, okay, not to be born in the manger, but to establish his kingdom here on earth. That was his prime reason for coming. You need to understand that because if you don't, you will not understand the, the Bible. Okay? And I know this is not preached, in, or you don't hear this much in the world today. But if you go and look at what Jesus said, he said, I came to establish my kingdom here on earth. He says it numerous times. Now, a kingdom has to have a king. And it has to have citizens of the kingdom. Okay? And in a kingdom, you as citizens, if you call yourself, if, if people call you Christians, that means you are citizens of the kingdom of heaven. Okay? The world is to call you and I Christians. I'm never to call myself a Christian. Hello? I believe we're to call ourselves kingdom citizens. The world called those that follow Jesus Christians because they were Christ-like. Hello? Have you got it? Okay? If you don't understand or you question anything, you stop me and I'll explain. Okay? So, <clears throat> we've been looking at the, the, some of the kingdom principles, and this is one that we were having a look at. Matthew 16, verse 19, it says, Jesus speaking, he says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Now, I've heard some very wacko, crazy interpretations of this and charismatic. I bind this and I loose this and I, wah, wah, you know, this whole karate spiel. And it is so unscriptural. It is unscriptural. I will, he says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom. Now, <coughs> we, I shared a little bit the last time I shared. Some of you said you do have keys that you do not know what they are for, right? All of us, I think, have or some other time in our lives. And it's so frustrating. You have these keys and you don't know for which door this key is, right? And God, Jesus said, I will give you keys of the kingdom. Now, keys are there for what purpose? To unlock a door. Okay? Now, if you have keys and you do not know what that keys for, which door it's for, you will never unlock and receive the secrets that's behind the door. And most Christians live in positions where they have keys. We have these amazing keys, but we do not know what they're for. And they are worth literally, what do, what do you put, what value do you put to it? I don't know. A million? A billion? A trillion? Eternity? What do you put to it? There are many keys that God gives us that are so valuable that we cannot, you cannot even put a price to it. But unless you know for which door that key is, that key is what? Useless to you. And many of us sit with keys that are useless to us. When it comes to the spiritual side of things, we have all been given the keys. He says, I have given you the keys of heaven. He even says in other scriptures, I've given you the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. And then he says, whatever you, but go read it in scripture. I shared with you two weeks ago, three weeks ago. 
whatever you're bound on earth, those are secrets. You have to lock into the secrets and say, Lord, what are these secrets? What are these keys so that I can understand what it means to un- to lose this so that this can be let, let, let. I shared with you about forgiveness, remember? If I forgive someone here on earth, let's say you've done me wrong or offended me. The minute I forgive, what happens? I lose. And whatever I lose here on earth is, hello, loosed in heaven. In other words, the minute I forgive her, the forgiveness of God comes in my life. That's why Jesus says, if you do not forgive someone that has wronged you, your heavenly Father will not forgive you. That is what it means to bind and lose. Have you got it? So if you hold unforgiveness to someone or against someone, God will not forgive you. Loose this person of, uh, of unforgiveness, God looses and sets you free from, uh, from the bondage of feeling guilty and he lets you go and he f- f- gives forgiveness. But if you will not forgive, he will not forgive you. That's why the Lord's prayer says, forgive us as we, Jesus said that by the way, forgive those, our, forgive us our trespasses, we forgive those that trespass against us. Boom, loose, loosed. Loosed, loosed. That is what it means. So forget the karate nonsense in the spiritual realm. Start following scripture and applying it to your life. Okay. Right. Who of you knows the name of God? Give it to me. I'm very interested. Yahweh, okay. I am. El Shaddai. Rafa. Jehovah. Jehovah Nisi. What else? Sorry? Jaira, my provider, yes. Anyone else? Elohim. How should I, Elionai, what, come on. Come on. Can you stop? In Hebrew, the name of something is the thing. In other words, when you, if I say, when Moses comes to God and he says, okay, he says, God, what is your name? God had a problem telling him what his name was, isn't it? So what did he say? I am what I am. I am who I am. Isn't it? That's what he answered, right? What does that mean? It means I am whatever you need me to be at that present moment in time. Because I am everything. That's what I mean. Many of us think that God is the one that brings healing. No, He is. He is Jehovah Rapha. He is. He is Jehovah whatever. What do you want to say? Jireh, my provider. He is the provider. Do you understand? His name is linked to Himself. His name is linked to who he is. It's his very character. And he is whatever you need him to be at that moment in time. That's why I believe that the names that we have, the 
they are certainly not exhaustive. That you read in the Bible, Elonai and Gibor and all of these, there are many different names. And we know some of them, but there's, he, you cannot stop. There, there are many, many names that you can give to God. Because he is, he says, I am what I am who I am. I am whoever you need me to be at that present moment in time. Have you got it? Right. The name of a company and its reputation is linked to the credibility of the product, right? In other words, if, what's a good product that someone likes here? Give it to me. Who, what's a product that you really like? Mercedes Benz. Okay. Now, car, a lot of cars are very good, isn't it? So, but in the past, a Mercedes-Benz was like the car, isn't it? Right? And their name was, if you heard Mercedes-Benz, its reputation was linked to that name. And it had a very good, re- the same as a, a MacBook. Who, who prefers a MacBook to a window here? Or must not get into that. But people will pay a premium for a, a, an Apple because of, not just the name, because of its product and its quality. Okay? Now, Jesus Christ came to earth because God looked and said, here was a problem with man. And the man had to be repaired. So he sent his son to restore man. When you buy a car, they give you a guarantee. If it's faulty, what do they do? They will replace it at whose cost? At their cost. Why? Because their name is linked to it. They don't know you, but they know their name. And they want to uphold their name, just like God. He says, my children need to be restored. He sends his son and he wants to restore us back to our original selves. And he sends his son to bring restoration. How awesome is that, hey? How magic is that? Now, who of you this year have gone through crisis? Please put up your hand. Hi, I want to see. Join me in the crisis mode. Okay, some of you have not. Praise God for that, hey? I want to share a little bit on this because I, I feel in the church there's a major imbalance when it comes to certain keys in this regard. I believe that many of us think that we can ask God certain things and He must just, it's like a slot machine. I put this in and get, and this must come out. And I don't believe that God works like that. I honestly don't. I believe that God works on different principles that He's put in, his, put in place that if we honor them, we'll have success. And I think many of us don't understand that. So, when you are in crisis, you become very innovative. And I've had to become very innovative of late because of certain crises in my life. I believe that everything in life was designed to function according to certain laws in order for it to succeed. Must I repeat that? I believe that most things were created that if you obey certain laws pertaining to that, you will have success. Not you might, you will have success. Let me explain to you. The law of gravity. 
Okay? If you jump from a 10-story building, what will end up happening down at the bottom of the 10 stories? You will go splat and you will be... Now you tell me, was that God's fault or Satan's fault? Ah, neither. Sorry? Your own fault. And what kicked in? The law of gravity. The law of stupidness. <laughs> How stupid are we sometimes that we think we can violate laws that God has put in place, yet we must succeed. It is folly to think like that. Yet so many of us think like this. Hello? The law of stupidity. There are certain laws that God put in place that when we violate, violate them, we will go splat. Judgment is, is built into that law. I've had some people, they say, oh, will you come pray for my marriage? I say, okay, what's going on? I say, okay. Will you do this? No, I will not pray for you. You see, I can pray for your marriage till I'm blue in the face. If you will not obey the laws that God has put in place with regards to marriage, you will not have success. Period. I can pray till I'm blue in the face. It's not going to change it. Are you understanding even what I'm saying? One of, the, one of the laws that God says, and many of us don't know this and don't live by it. Much of the world doesn't, and that's why the divorce rate is what it is. One, do not withhold yourself from your spouse sexually. Yeah, but I'm tired, or I don't feel like it. Or I... The Bible says, do not do it. Right, please put up your hand if you violated that law. Please. <laughs> don't, don't. Are you understanding what I'm saying here? God, God in His Word puts laws in place or principles for success. We violate them, we end up splat and we say, You know God, I thought you loved me. And if you're not on that side, you come, Satan. Satan destroyed my marriage. No, you did. Because you didn't obey God's ways. Hello? Hello? What you sow, you will reap. If you sow nothing, you will reap nothing. If you sow hatred, you will reap hatred. If you sow love, you will reap love. If you sow kindness, you will reap kindness. That is a, another law that no matter what you, <laughs> what you sow, you will reap, period. And you can stand on your head. It will not change this truth. So, success, I believe, is based on your and my obedience to laws. Are you with me? Who of you have wanted to do something on a computer... And it's taken you hours, sometimes days. And you will then get a friend that is a computer buff. And you say, oh, please just come look here. And literally in two minutes, they do what you couldn't do in the whole day. Please put up your hand. You look at this, look at this, look at this. Awesome, awesome. What is the reason for that? Ignorance, okay, on the one side and on this side. <laughs> you didn't listen to the computer. Wisdom... And skill. 
Listen, listen to this amazing passage of Scripture. Ecclesiastes 10 verse 10. If the axe is down and he does not sharpen its edge, then he must exert more strength. You've got to, it takes much harder work unless you are skilled at something. If you are skilled, that person that's skilled comes in and just goes... Someone that's a computer buff and you sit in and you, and you want to kick this computer. And you, oh, please just come help. Oh, yeah, sure. There. And you look at this and you think, and what, what do you think? Wow, they're clever. How awesome is that? That is why we take our vehicles to be serviced by a professional because they know what we don't know. And we're willing to give them money in exchange for that. Because of their skill, because of their knowledge, because of their wisdom. If the axe is down and he does not sharpen its edge, then he must exert more strength. Then it says their wisdom has the advantage of giving success. If you want to be successful in a specific area of your life, you need to hone in to those to that area and you say, right, Lord, can you show me the keys in this regard? I want to unlock your secrets in this regard. I need to know your truths. What are your laws here so that I can be successful in this area of my life? If you are battling financially, and you go down on your knees and you say, Oh Lord, my God, please. Please. I'm a hungry little bird. Come and put this worm in my mouth. He's not going to do it. That's how we, many Christians think. He says, I feed the sparrows and the beautiful, what do you call it? Honey suckers and all of this. I feed them on a daily basis, isn't it? Does he actually do it? They have to go and look for the worm. Yet he provides for them. Yet he takes, the Bible says he takes care of them. And does, yes he does. But it does not mean that they sit on their blessed assurance and do nothing. And we think that we can sit on our blessed assurance, do nothing and God's going to provide for us. Well, I have some news for you. That's a law you are violating that's not going to work. The Bible says, if you do not work, you will not eat. Period. That is a law. I cannot change that law. You might not like that law. It's still a truth. Hello? And we need to hone in and say, right, I want to, I want, I want to be great at this or achieve this. Or go hone in and find out what are the laws in that respect. Because then you can be guaranteed success. Train a child in the way he should go. Right, how do I train a child? I do this. It means I sometimes have to give my child some discipline. And I need to spank this, their bum sometimes. Yeah, but the government says I mustn't do it. Who cares what the government says? Hello? I fall under a greater constitution than the constitution of this country. I fall under the constitution of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And according to his mandate, he said... I must discipline my child. I didn't say abuse. I didn't say punish. I said discipline my child in love. 
is a difference. Sadly, the world is confused and doesn't know the truth. Who of you want to have a successful marriage? Go and find out the laws with regards to a happy marriage. I have a very happy marriage because I know the laws and I live by it. Ask my family, ask my children. And I know many of you here do. Why? Because you follow those laws. You live by them. Wealth follows laws, not your wishes. If you're battling financially, you need to hone in and say, right, what are the secret keys of finances that I need to come to understand so that I can unlock this door to the treasures of heaven? Do you know that there's the same amount of finances on this planet that there were yesterday? Hmm? They've not disappeared into thin air. They're still here. They may be misappropriated and gone different ways. But that doesn't change the fact that you can do things God's way honorably and He can bless you. But there are many principles that if you do not apply, you cannot think that God is going to bless you. It doesn't work. Like tithe and offering. Tithing is a law. But people say, Ooh, I'm not under law, I'm under grace. Yes, you're under, you're under grace, I know that. However, Jesus said, you will fulfill the law. He said, I didn't come to do away with the law, but to fulfill it. That's why he said, yeah, you give a, a, a tenth of your spice and mint and dill. He said, you should have done the former without neglecting the latter. Do not think that you can violate God's ways and have the pouring out of his blessing upon you. It does not work. Stop looking to the government to be your financial scapegoat or savior. Okay? Are you guys with me in this? Gravity is no respect of a person. Gravity does not care what you believe, how old you are, where you come from, whether you're a king or a pauper. It's the same with fire. It doesn't care what color skin you are. Hello? Fire works just the same here in South Africa as it does in Scandinavia. It's a law. If I burn your hair, eventually it will start coming down. That is fire. You don't play with it. And it doesn't care what you believe, what you think, how you pray. You can pray till you're blue in the face and stand there and you will melt away. And it doesn't matter who you are. If you're from so-called royalty or not. So success and failure are both predictable. You want to be successful in life? Go and find out the laws pertaining to that area of that segment of your life. Hone into that and live by it and I guarantee you, you will be successful. Many people do not serve the Lord today because many parents did not train a child according to God's way. They trained it according. Train, train their children according to the world's way of doing things. Hello? Hello? Deuteronomy 8 verse 18 says, But remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth, and so confirm His covenant, which He swore to your forefathers, as it is today. Do you, rem- do you see what He says there? For it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth. He gives us a gift. Every single one of you here have been given a gift from on high. Every one of us. I don't know your gift. 
Maybe you don't know my gift. I have a gift that you need. You have a gift that I need. I cannot force you to hone your gift. And you cannot force me to hone my gift. However, you might be in a you might be in a job that you're frustrated in. Who's in a job that they're frustrated in? Please put up your hand. Only one person. Two. You used to be. That's awesome. Okay? I, I always encourage people, stay in the job that you're in. So that that can provide for your needs, right? And then when you finished your job, you go home and you begin to work on your gift. And you hone your gift so that eventually your gift can become your job and provide for you. And you can enjoy what you're doing. In other words, what I'm saying is that you can so work on your, your character and so work on your gift that you can deliver it to the world and the world will pay you for that gift. And I believe that every single one of us have been given gifts that God wants to say, come on, go and hone that so that you can be a blessing to this world. Because I know many people that are in jobs that they're frustrated in. But they go home, five o'clock comes, they sit on their blessed assurance and they look at, um, I don't even know what soapies are, sorry, I don't watch TV. So, But I mean, they go there and they sit and they squander the next four or eight hours. Instead of working on there, gift. May I encourage you, go and find out what are the laws pertaining to the area to which you want to be successful or to, pertaining to your gift. Find them out, work at them, live by them and I guarantee you, you will succeed. Just like the law of gravity. Honor it, it honors you. Disrespect it, dishonor it and you will go Forget about your past. Forget about your past mistakes. Forget about the, where you're at now. You say, right, Lord, I accept where I'm at now. Whatever has put me in this position, I accept it. But I sure am not going to stay here. I want to be there because that's where you want me. But I'm here. How am I going to get there, Lord? Right. I need to do this, this, this. Okay, right. What are the laws that I have to fill and fulfill to get there? And if you follow that on a continual, consistent basis, you will eventually get there. Let me just, for those of you that might think now, Ian doesn't believe in praying. Oh, I believe in praying. Jesus prayed when they wanted taxes, didn't he? He prayed and what happened? Who gave him the, the, the money to pay to the government? A fishy. That is not the norm. However, he is Jehovah Jireh. And he can supernaturally intervene. But that is not the norm. Hello. Like Shadrach, Meshach. In other words, well, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did it. I'm going to do it, and you jump in the fire. Okay, Lord God, let's see this. Hello, don't do it. He's, he's God. And there are times where he will intervene. Do you believe it's the norm, though? I don't believe so. 
I was at a funeral of a, a pastor friend of mine who lost his 21-year-old son, who adored God, loved God. I mean, they, I've never seen so many people at a funeral. What do you say to that? Was it God, the devil, or just life? Hmm? What, do you, what do you answer to that? Well, I'd like to hear, what did you say? In gravity, you said stupidity or the law of gravity. Now you drive in a car and I don't know what happened, but that's here in a car accident. Sometimes it's just life and you can't always explain things, right? Now, could he have been raised from the dead? Yes. Is that the norm though? No, it's not. Will you still love God though? That is the question. Do his laws still abide? Yes. I don't know where you're at in your relationship with God. But what I do know is that God made a way through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And he said, I send my, I send my son to come and restore mankind. I guarantee my product, mankind who I created. And I do this for my name's sake. Are you getting it? Mercedes-Benz, IBM, they replace what is faulty for whose sake? For your sake? For their name's sake. Ah, he sent his son because he loved you and I, but he also did it for his name's sake because he's true to his word and he will always remain true to his word. If he says, if he says something, it's always yes and amen. And you can believe it, hold on to it, trust it, and you will be guaranteed success. And I want to encourage you, for those of you at this time, I don't know where you're at, but if you've not committed your life completely to God, I want you to encourage you to become a kingdom citizen and say, Lord, I want to be part of your kingdom. I choose to give my life to you. Forgive me for violating so many of your ways. From this day forth, I will choose to do things your way. And I thank you that because of that, I can be guaranteed salvation. I can be guaranteed success in other areas of my life. Okay, come, let's pray. Father, I thank you for every person here. I thank you that you love us with an undying love. And you displayed that, that even before the creation of this world, that you had a plan. Thank you that you sent your son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to come and restore us back into right relationship with you, Father God. Lord Jesus, we honor you. We admire you. We respect you. We reverence you. We bow before you as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You were faultless. And hence, you were able to die and shed your blood for us. And we realize that our blood is impure. Yet yours has never been, and that means that you can die for us. And we acknowledge and we accept the salvation that comes through Jesus Christ and Him alone. Thank you that you are, like you said, you are the way. You are the truth. You are the bread of life. You said you are so many things because you are all things. And Lord, I pray that we would not put you in a box any longer. Thank you that you are whatever we need at that point and moment in time. Thank you that we can cry out to you. 
thank you that you will <coughs> intervene in our situation. Lord, where we have violated your laws and your principles and your ways so many times in our lives, in our marriage, in our work, in our vocation, Lord, we ask you to forgive us. Give us a new start. Help us to hone in and get a hold of the truths pertaining to the different areas and aspects of our lives. That we can lock into those laws that we may be guaranteed success. I thank you for every person here. I thank you that you have plans to prosper us, to bless us, to give us hope beyond our understanding or imagination. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would open doors in different people's lives sitting here that need to be opened. And I pray, Lord, that those doors that are not meant for us to go through, that you would close them. Share your secret keys with us in the days and the weeks and the years that lie ahead, we pray. Thank you for your word, the constitution of life. And Lord, I pray that we would study it and that you would reveal your truths to us. That we would have lives of success in our respective areas of life. Because we live by your ways and not our ways. Not this world's ways, but your ways. And we bless you and we thank you. And we want you to know we committed to you all the days of our life. In your precious name we pray. Amen and amen. 